It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense. All in more or less plain English. Podcast number 793 for the 20th of May, 2022. This week, Facebook users seem to complain about the service frequently, but it's difficult to find a competing service that has all of Facebook's features. Perhaps it's impossible. In short circuits, device drivers are essential. Without them, printers, mice, disc players, and keyboards would be nothing more than expensive paperweights. But device drivers are often the cause of problems, too. The Windows 11 File Explorer sometimes simply stops responding. It's not a problem for everyone, but it is fairly common. The good news is there is an easy fix. And 20 years ago, only on the website, in 2002, I was looking at computer prices from 1982. So let's take a look back 40 years. It's easy to hate Facebook, and some days it seems that just about every Facebook user does, and yet they stick around. Few people profess admiration for their internet service provider either, but again, most people don't abandon their ISP. But if you're sufficiently annoyed by Facebook, are there any viable options? Fortunately for Facebook, less fortunately for you, the answer is no, for the most part. There are other social media platforms, but they don't offer all of the options that Facebook does. Let's consider a few of the options, and you will find links to each of the services I mentioned on the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. Tribal, which was formerly called Liker, bills itself as the kinder, gentler, more truthful Facebook. That's not an inaccurate claim, but Liker also doesn't seem to be particularly vibrant. Some of the top contributors have only a few thousand followers. Even Tribal has a Facebook page. However, Facebook does not have a Tribal page. Parler was launched as the Twitter for conservatives, so clearly it's not even positioning itself as an alternative to Facebook. LinkedIn is a business-related service that's handy if you're a business owner who wants to connect with prospects online, and maybe if you're looking for a job or an employee. LinkedIn is calmer than Facebook, a lot calmer, because there's little harassment or bullying, but it's not a place where family members can connect with each other. Minds describes itself as an open-source social network dedicated to Internet freedom. It's been around since 2015. It does not collect as much information about you as Facebook does. Those who create popular content can even earn a bit of cryptocurrency. The code that runs Minds is free and open source. That means anyone can look at it. The operators say the content policy is based on the First Amendment and governed by a community jury to minimize bias and censorship. Elo builds itself as the creator's network. It is possibly most interesting to visual artists. Instead of talking about what you're doing, Elo encourages users to share drawings, photographs, paintings, and films. In some ways, it's rather like Adobe's Behance, 
Now, I don't consider Behance to be a social network program, and probably neither does Adobe. It is, however, an outstanding place to go if you want to look at top-notch work by today's creatives. Telegram could replace Facebook Messenger. It includes chats, texts, voice calls, media attachments, and stickers. Telegram's messaging component is an open source application, so again, anybody can view the source code. The server code, however, is proprietary. Telegram promotes security and allows users to specify a period after which their messages will expire and disappear. Cake takes an unusual approach. Instead of following people, users follow topics that interest them. Cake positions itself as a service that provides performance marketers with tools to measure digital campaigns. The developers say users enjoy talking about a wide range of subjects, music, streaming, travel, tech gear, video, and photography, some of the examples they cite. IM is a German offering with a big emphasis on photography. It is less a social media platform than a service that offers stock photos for sale. And Yubo would be a good choice for those who like live streaming. It is primarily a place for the sub-25 age group. There are lots of sites that offer a wide variety of services, but if you're hoping to replace Facebook with just one of them, that's probably not going to happen. Combining three or four of the platforms would replicate a lot of what Facebook offers, but then you and your friends would have to join each of them. The bottom line here is that if you value the features that Facebook offers, you're probably not going to be able to drop Facebook anytime soon. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, when something seems odd about your computer, what do you think of first? A lot of people suspect malware, but there's often another cause. Consider this. I've used a Focusrite Sapphire 6 USB device for probably 15 years or so. It's what provides both input and output for Adobe Audition. It provides two XLR inputs, but I need only one for the Shure SM7B microphone that I use to record TechBiter worldwide. The microphone's output is first processed by a CloudLifter device to boost the low-level audio. XLR connectors are common on professional audio and video equipment. The circular connectors have three to seven pins. They are used for what's called balanced audio interconnection. In my case, three pins are used. So I've just mentioned balanced inputs. That implies there are also unbalanced inputs. We're wandering a bit far from the main topic, but let's stick with the balanced versus unbalanced for 
just a moment. The primary difference between balanced and unbalanced is that balanced audio has less risk for unwanted noise. Unbalanced audio connections can pick up humming or buzzing sounds. The balanced connections are preferred because they provide better audio signals without any extraneous noise. The ground wire in an unbalanced audio cable can pick up the unwanted noise. If you want to pursue any of that, take a look at an article on the BoxCast website. You'll find a link to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Being an old radio guy, operative word there, old, I'm a fan of clean audio. So I start with a good microphone, the Shure SM7B that has a good presence effect when I speak close to it, the cloud lifter to increase the level enough for it to be usable by professional audio equipment, the Focusrite Sapphire 6 to provide phantom power to the cloud lifter and digitize the audio, and then audition to process the whole thing. Everything has worked very well for many years, but there were problems when I updated the computer. The old computer ran Windows 10, the new computer runs Windows 11. In general, device drivers that worked with Windows 7 or Windows 8 will work with Windows 10 or Windows 11, but generally is not always. I found that the audio included some low-volume ticking sounds. Unexpected noises were present on playback. I looked around and there was no bomb ticking. If I still had a 2.4 gigahertz portable phone connected to a landline, I would have suspected interference from that, but we haven't had a landline for years. So maybe it was the mobile phone that was on the desk. Moving the phone further away from the microphone and even turning it off didn't eliminate the problem. Additionally, there was always a thump sound from the speakers when Windows played one of its standard alert files. I was about to open a support ticket with Focusrite, but decided to check for a device driver update first. The primary Focusrite driver hasn't been updated since 2018, but the website offered a download for Focusrite USB 4.65.5.685.exe. That's the USB driver. Aha! After downloading and installing the new driver, the problem with the sounds disappeared. Playback from audio applications such as Music Be improved, and audio recorded from the Shure microphone was once again clear and clean. So the take-home point here is that checking device drivers is often a quick and easy way to resolve problems with your computer. Windows 11 includes a new feature with the File Explorer, one that nobody wants. Occasionally, it just stops working. Fortunately, there's an easy workaround that seems to be effective. The issue isn't particularly serious, just annoying. I usually have at least one instance of the File Explorer running. When it stops responding, it can cause other applications to stop responding, too. Sometimes it takes a bit of fiddling, but usually it's possible to kill and restart the process. I have a file called restartexplorer.bat in a directory on the desktop, but I can't get to that file if Explorer has crashed. Control-Alt-Delete usually fails too in a case like that, so it wasn't possible to get the task manager to open either. I even had to perform a power-off hard reset once, and I hate to do that. 
Then I found that using Alt-Tab to switch from one running application to another still worked. I could close each running application and then reboot, but that turned out not to be necessary in most cases. And it seemed that the File Explorer hadn't really crashed, it just became unresponsive for some reason. This might have been the result of a conflict with one of the applications, because the Explorer usually became responsive at some point as I was closing applications on the way to a restart. Then I could just reopen the other applications that I'd closed and get on with things. But I wanted to find a way to eliminate the problem. Microsoft always tells users to run DISM forward slash online forward slash cleanup dash image forward slash restore health and SFC forward slash scan now when they report a problem like this. The Deployment Image Servicing and Management Module, DISM, checks Microsoft's online system file store and downloads any files that have been updated. The System File Checker, SFC, examines system files for corruption and replaces any files that have been damaged. There are very good reasons to run DISM and SFC regularly, but the probability that either of these will identify a problem that's causing the File Explorer to hang is negligible. Microsoft will also recommend that users try running in safe mode to see if they can replicate the problem. I consider that to be both useless and illogical because the File Explorer problem occurs so infrequently that it might be necessary to run in safe mode for a week or more. And even that wouldn't provide a definitive answer. Well, then you should uninstall any recently added hardware or software. Well, it's unlikely that that'll do anything more than just waste a lot of time and create a considerable amount of frustration. Other suggestions include updating Windows to the most recent release or uninstalling the most recent update. Okay, both of those seem like simply grasping at straws. Go forward and see if that helps. If not, go backward. You might even be told to perform a system restore. Oh, no! This violates my primary directive, which is never do anything unless you know exactly why you're doing it. If you encounter this problem, go ahead, run DISM and SFC from the command line as administrator, and then either wait a week or so to see if the problem persists, by the way, it probably will, or make one simple change to the File Explorer's options. Press the Windows key or the Start key, then type File Explorer Options and select the Application File Explorer options from the Start menu. Make sure the General tab is selected. Change the Open Explorer 2 setting from Quick Access to This PC. And although it will have no effect on the problem we're trying to resolve, you may also want to turn off Show Recently Used Files in Quick Access and Show Frequently Used Folders in Quick Access. Then click the button to clear the File Explorer history, Click OK to close the dialog box. So will this really resolve the problem? Well, as I said at the outset, probably. I haven't seen it for several weeks. Prior to making the change, it was something I did encounter once or twice a week. So I think this has resolved the problem. Maybe. Possibly. Probably. I hope. You won't need to turn anything off to read 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website, where you'll find that I was looking back 20 years from 2002 at computer prices in 1982.
Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blinn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session.